you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. Joining me once again is Connor DiBiase. And today's episode, we are covering the top 30 fantasy wide receivers going into the season. Um, and the reason why the intro was incredibly short today was because I just know this episode is going to be a lengthy one. So I don't really I don't really feel like going into a whole, a whole speech about that. So Connor, are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm good to go. All right. So, Connor, you know what? I'm going to let you let you start us off with our number one wide receiver uh, and, and take us away. Yeah, I mean, with the more recent news of it's looking pretty likely that Aaron Rodgers is going to play out this season, be on the same form he was last year, potentially. Uh, I think it's clear to most people at this point. Uh, I know there was some consideration before, but Devontae Adams is a wide receiver one mm-hmm. he's probably the only wide receiver i'd consider taking in the first round personally i know tyree kill had more points last season but he's such a, a boomer bust per week player that i just like the consistency of adams especially in ppr setting right i mean you know when we talk about the packers offense or when we talk about it it's basically aaron Rodgers and Devontae adams in terms of the passing game outside of that it's very minimal and most of the times I would be concerned about that because when you have such a threat at wide receiver one and really no other threats, I'm concerned about double teams and just the coverage matchups that they're going to play solely on Devontae Adams just to purely just stop him. And, and, and he'll catch it anyways. Right. But the thing about Devontae Adams is he is so talented that he breaks down coverages, he'll break double teams, and Aaron Rodgers can place the ball anywhere on the field. And, and that's what makes Devontae Adams such a great pick because you know the ball is going to go to him. He's going to get 10, 15 targets a game, and he's probably going to catch 10 or 12 of them, right? He's probably going to get a touchdown. He's probably going to get 70 to 100 yards receiving every single game. And, and you, I mean, there's just so, like, as you said, the consistency of him, you know you're getting points out of him, and you're getting a lot of points. And that's what's so great about him. Because the wide receiver position, week to week, can be very – it fluctuates a lot. So, you know, Devontae Adams is our wide receiver one, uh, hands down, I think. Hands down. Uh, at two was the – was the I guess the other, you know, candidate for offensive player of the year, uh, Stephon Diggs, who had an absolutely – incredible season with Buffalo, didn't he, Connor? Yeah, I mean, most people have Tyreek Kill one or two, but looking at Stefan Diggs, it was his first year with um, 
Josh Allen there in Buffalo, and he led the league in targets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's probably going to have the same amount, like one fifty plus. Uh, he's got. He's going to have the same amount. Like I don't. I don't think Buffalo's rushing offense. It's probably going to be the same, maybe a little bit better. But we know the strength of Buffalo is their passing. Yeah. Right? 100%. And we know that Stephon Um, Diggs is their one. You know, like those are consistencies that we know are going to carry over. Thinking about Diggs, he had an under 5% touchdown rate in year one, um, which seems low for how good he was. Mm -hmm. And I'm expecting that kind of him and Allen to kind of get more on the same page as if they weren't already, but that to possibly go up and that just boosts his potential higher. in the red zone, I think, is a big one because those red zone connections, I think, take a little bit longer to form than just, you know, regular open field play. And if Josh Allen can put that, you know, a, a larger amount of trust into Stephon Diggs when they get into the red zone, yeah, I mean, I think you're definitely going to see those those uh, those touchdowns go up during the course of the season, right? So, I mean, again, can't go wrong with Diggs at all. And at three, the Cheetah, Tyree Kill. Uh, and as Connor said, Tyree Kill is a very booming play. He, he will have some weeks where he will put up like 40 points, and he'll have some weeks where he's going to put up 15, right? He's never going to dip super low, but you're, you're never going to get that consistency that you get with Devontae Adams. That's because Tyree Kill, you know – I mean, he is a speedster. He gets, you know, he gets open and he gets going. He's gone sometimes. But yeah, Kansas City's offense is so versatile that sometimes it's difficult for him to always find that open seam. And he's never going for those 50-50 balls. So it, it, it varies. But, Connor, tell us a little bit about Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I mean, one of the fastest receivers in the NFL. He um, paired with one of the, probably the most talented QB and Patrick Mahomes. He he's the only player that I, I wouldn't be like, wow, this guy got a forty point game. Um in in terms of position players, not quarterbacks. He'd be like, wow, that with any player you'd be super shocked to see him get that high. I could see Tyree Kill doing it four times in a season. Right. Um uh, his potential for a lot of for a lot of guys who are towards the end of that first round and can kind of try to stack. I know it's early for Mahomes to go off, but can try to stack Hill um, and Mahomes um, together. It definitely mm-hmm. has high high upside, um, and that's the only way I'd really look at him in the first round if you're hoping to get Mahomes on maybe the turn. Uh, but right. I mean, his his upside is more than probably anyone in in the league in terms of receivers. Right, in terms of week to week, right? Like, Yeah, he could have a boom game every week and then he wins your your league, but there's always potential for, I mean, he was, he got injured a little bit last year. He doesn't always have great weeks um, depending on the coverage, so. Right, right. I have him at three. At four, I think, honestly, not, no one, I think very few people talk about him. He is a, very talented receiver, um, and obviously he played in the shadow of another extremely talented, likely Hall of Fame wide receiver, Julio Jones. We're talking about Calvin Ridley here. Um, what a, what an incredible receiver he is, Connor. Fantasy and just in in general, right? Yeah, I mean, he gets those red zone targets. He he's all over the field, and most people's concerns is that. 
oh, without Julio, he's going to be the number one, and he's not going to be as effective. But Connor and I both, you know, we're both going to say this. When Julio was not playing, Calvin Ridley was even more effective than when Julio was playing last season. Calvin Ridley expects his targets to go up, yardage. I mean, Matty Ice is going to throw the ball. We know that. Matty Ice is going to let it let it loose, right? Mike Davis in that rushing attack is not exactly extremely strong. So the, the, the only might, receiving threat is Pitts, really. Right. So, the, you know, the Falcons might not win a lot of games, but you can be sure that Calvin Ridley is getting a lot of targets. He's going to get a lot of catches. He's going to get some touchdowns. He's going to get a lot of receiving yards. Um, an extremely talented receiver, very consistent fantasy-wise, uh, you know, assuming Matt oh, yeah. Ryan has a good game, which he'll usually have one or two bad games a season. But other than that, I mean, I think Calvin really is a great pick um, and super under yeah, the radar. A top five receiver last year. I mean, you don't think of him as a top – I know you had a few great weeks, but you don't think of him as a top five receiver in fantasy. Last year with Julio on his team, he was a top five receiver being the wide receiver too, mm-hmm. which kind of shows without him how high can right. Ridley go. The ceiling is very high, and, and I don't think the floor is, 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 is that low either. I think he's – I think he's like Devontae Adams in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? Offensively, I just think that, you know, yeah. obviously Matt Ryan's not as good as Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think Calvin Ridley is at the point where he is as good as Devontae Adams yet, but, you know, very talented. At five, we have DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, one of the best receivers in the NFL, probably got the best hands in the NFL. Again, a solid pick. You're not going to go wrong. Connor, tell us about DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, for years, he's been probably toted as always been top three in the league as a receiver. Um, he's in a pass-heavy, high-flying offense um, in Arizona with a really good quarterback in Kyler. Mm-hmm. He has um, good options around him as well, um, so he shouldn't be like a triple coverage every single play. Um He's always been a very consistent fantasy scorer, not really an over-the-top scoring ever. Right. But, um, he's he's got to get you a good amount of points. He's Look for him to be kind of your your very consistent, safe pick that you're looking for behind maybe right. a, a, a boom player that you take, a boom running back like Saquon that you would take. Right. I mean, he, he is like that. You know, he is he is all reliable essentially. Like you know exactly what you're getting when you pick DeAndre Hopkins, I think. Like exactly what you're getting. Um at six, um, and honestly, this is this is an interesting one. It's not that interesting, I mean, based off of last season, but you know, this for me is a pick. I mean, this guy could end up top of the league at the end of the season. He could end up somewhere quite a bit lower than where he is now. But Justin Jefferson, I think respect is due, right? I mean, he really is an incredible receiver. I don't know, you know, most people didn't see the season he had last season. It was utterly remarkable. Um, and expect him to grow, especially with his connection with Kirk in year two. I think his red zone targets will go up, uh, especially due to that. And, you know, he's, he's in a talented offense and that's, the biggest, you know, the biggest question marks I have on Justin Jefferson is, you know, how many targets will he get? Number one, and number two, is he going to be the number one receiver, and how that, how will that affect, um, you know, his his 
his point values. But other than that, I mean, he's a talented player. Connor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, definitely a good good digs replacement there in, in Minnesota. Um, Say that again. He has, he's shown himself last year to be a, a top receiver, and usually players take a big step in their sophomore season. So already being your, your, one of your best players, um, best rookies last year, um, having a very good fantasy year, with that kind of sophomore jump, I mean, his, his ceiling is super high. But as Michael said, you don't know how he's going to be in a lot of double coverages. If he becomes kind of a wide receiver one as he's covered, you don't know how it's going to be kind of based on that. So uh, a little bit of a risk, but uh, but still a pretty high high floor for, yeah. for Justin. Jefferson. And also I think there's a huge boom with him. I mean, there you really – I mean – Oh, big time. Like he really could be the best receiver in the league this season. And – and I know people don't have a lot of faith in Kirk Cousins, but I'll tell you what, he can sling the ball. And, and you know, hopefully he's given more of an opportunity to sling it this year. Um, obviously, Dalvin Cook is incredible. But, you know, if, if the offensive line can improve and actually give Kirk a chance to throw the ball, like he will throw it and he will be accurate with it. So I think that there's some, there's some concerns about Justin Jefferson that are kind of unfounded. Um, at seven – no surprise. Honestly, again, he could be higher on this list at the end of the season. Um, Keenan Allen, one of the you know greatest receivers that no one talks about, I would say, Connor. Um, he's always that, oh, right, Keenan Allen. I think that's, that's probably how most people think of him. I mean, he really is an incredible receiver. Now that he's paired with a quarterback who can actually get it downfield and not, is not throwing just like ducks downfield and Justin Herbert – I think Keenan Allen, you know, he's a red zone target. He's an incredible receiver all around. Expect a big season from him, right, Connor? Yeah. I mean, one of the best route runners in the NFL. Um, Justin Herbert's only getting better, really. Uh, there's very little ways to go wrong um, in drafting Keenan Allen, uh, assuming that team can kind of stay healthy. Uh, a lot of targets around him, too, so he won't be – to triple quadruple covered right um but he is definitely the one the, you know what i'm saying like yeah definitely the one. big time and definitely a uh a red zone threat on the team i would say like i think he is the red zone threat on the team which is i mean those touchdowns are big you know what i'm saying like those are those are big point value right there so um an extremely good player at eight we have aj brown listen <laughs> aj brown's incredible connor what are your thoughts yeah, uh, he's he he did have somewhat a a, a down year, you would say, mm -hmm. uh, last year. I know he had some injury risks. Coit Davis took a lot of targets, um, but he was so good the year before as the wide receiver too, um, and still had a pretty solid season last year for, as I said, having a down year if you even call it that. Um, I I really love his upside, Tannehill consistent good passer uh, and now with julio jones taking all those doubles look for him to explode as he did as he did two years ago right and and i think you know this Sainz offense is 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 very talented i think people look at derrick henry and he will get a lot of touches but this i think it is a very well balanced titans offense you're, you're gonna run a lot but they're also gonna throw the ball a lot too so don't be don't be scared about the the touches that Derrick Henry will get. At nine, listen, I would say 
I mean, for the quarterbacks that he's had to play with, Allen Robinson has put up incredible season after incredible season after incredible season. And listen, I think Dalton and or Justin Fields are a step up from Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Whoever it is, Allen's going to get his targets. Allen Robinson's going to get his touchdowns regardless. And he has that potential this year to, to kind of push up the ladder a little bit. Right, Connor? Yeah. I mean, definitely probably the, the best QB he's had throwing to him. Um, in, in, I mean, who, who should start a week one there, do you think? I think they'll start with Dalton. They'll start with Dalton, but even even Dalton's probably might be the best. I, I still think Dalton is, is a capable quarterback, and I think he's oh, yeah. be the best passer that he's had. So regardless, even if Dalton plays all 17 games a season, I think his production's going to go up anyway. So I don't think it matters, right? I think he's going to be better, just how much that we'll have to see, right? That's what we're waiting on, I guess. Um, anything else you wanted to mention about Allen Robinson? No, I mean, it's such a great receiver. Obviously, there were trade rumors with him. Um, maybe something happens there because he seemed not too fond of Chicago. Maybe if I mean, not he, many people they have a bad Connor. year. <laughs> if if they refuse to serve field, something happens there. But um, other than that, I, I mean, mean, you're looking at a very consistent, um, solid wide receiver one. At ten, we have. I mean, one of my favorite players. I think I believe I had him as a rookie. Um, Terry McLaurin, you know, again, another one of those receivers who, you know, people will will say, oh, right, and Terry McLaurin. And the reason why is because he hasn't played with any good quarterbacks and he's still put up incredible numbers. Um, the wide receiver won without a doubt on Washington. I think it's a well-balanced offense. I think people, you know, I think Fitzpatrick is a capable quarterback. Listen. In terms of how many games Washington's going to win, I don't know. But we know Fitzpatrick's going to sling the rock, right, Connor? I mean, he really is going to be throwing the ball yeah. a lot all season. So I think Terry McLaurin is in for a huge season. Oh, yeah. I, I love Terry McLaurin. Um, he, he's probably the most underrated wide receiver in the league. Um, and Keenan Allen. I mean, I mean, yeah, but but – you don't hear, you don't hear um, when people like mention. If you ask people to think of every single wide receiver one in the league, he's probably the the guy that they leave off. Um, yeah. Well, him or Brandon Cooks, I guess, uh, would be the one guy that people mm-hmm. usually forget and leave off. Um, but really, his 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 kind of route running ability is very good. He's only improving, um, has a better quarterback behind him. Uh, I'm looking for pretty big things out of Terry McLaurin this oh, yeah. season. For sure. For sure. At 11. And listen, I'm not very high on this receiver. I think 11, I think 11 for some people, people say 11, I think 11, you know, maybe the right place, maybe a little high. I mean, DK Metcalf, uh, listen, he's a very talented receiver. Physically, he is incredibly, you know, well-built. He has you know, incredible muscles. But I just, I don't know. It, I Just fantasy-wise, he just doesn't feel like a guy who's 
as consistent. He definitely had a down year last year. Uh, Connor, what do we think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's still a, a solid wide receiver. One, I think if if Russell Wilson can play at the pace he did in the first half of last season, um, DK Metcalf can jump up. But I, I think it depends a lot on on really the team around him as well. You would like to say um, he has such great athleticism. He's extremely fast. He can get open. Um, Except against just, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, though. The ball, the ball has to get to him, um, really. And it wasn't consistent enough last year, I think. He had a lot of down games. Um, but with the potential to get you, like, three touchdowns and 200 yards in a game, um, really, he did it a couple times last year. It's just you worry about his down weeks a lot. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Nail on the head. At 12, I mean, listen, the guy's had every season he's been in the league, it's been 1,000 yards, touchdown threat, Mike Evans. I mean, literally very consistent. The biggest downside of Mike Evans is the fact that he plays on Tampa Bay, a team with basically so many options that his targets are going to be limited. They are. And he's going to make plays – it's just how many plays is he going to be able to make a game, right? Also, when you watch, if you're like watching for Mike Evans to get catches and stuff, he is one of the best players in the league at drawing um, defensive pass interferences. Right. So you're going to be frustrated when you're like, well, he could have had, <laughs> he could have had a 80 yard touchdown there, but instead he gets tripped up. He, he, gets enough separation where like a pass interference is needed almost uh, like that. That was frustrating for me um, having him on my team and being a Bucks fan. So I watched every game um, in one of my leagues. Uh, it's just like, you think he could be so much more and he does get enough targets to have more. It's just, he tries a lot of penalties. Right. And that's the downside. I think he definitely, I don't know. I would say Mike Evans might be the start of that second wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think that there's, I think there is a gap and listen, Mike Evans will have some good games. He'll have some decent games and he'll have a couple bad games, but he really is talented. He's not a bad pick at all. You're just, you might be frustrated with him because you're looking at it and you're like, well, I mean, the team is just so good. They're scoring 40 points a game. Just Mike Evans just doesn't get as many targets as I want him to. Um, and that's kind of the downside. Yeah. He, he had a career low in targets and target share. Right. But I mean, he he looked good in the playoffs, um, like really good uh, against Green Bay, and definitely he destroyed the Washington secondary, um, in, in which everyone was healthy out there. He still gets targets. He still will get you eight targets a game, maybe with everyone healthy, and that just leaves him with everyone healthy, with Godwin healthy, which he wasn't really that much during the regular season. Antonio Brown there, he, he's going to make the most out of those targets. Scoots Miller, you know, I mean, there are some, I mean, three tight, I mean, it's ridiculous. Anyways, at 13, we have Julio Jones. Listen, I don't think he is where he was, you know, at this a couple years ago, but I do think he'll, he has a lot of big games left in his career, Connor. I mean, this guy's got a lot of potential still, um, and I still, I still think he's going to have a big season this season. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Julio is still one of the best, um, one of the best receivers in the league. He, he has just never been that um, fantasy guy, really. Uh, nope. For a lot of for a lot of these seasons, um, but he's going to a a better offense. Mm-hmm. Probably a better offense. Uh, QB is probably about the same. Um, who he has some injury issues um, right now. I think. Uh, I mean, he's getting which older. is very happens, it's yeah. very worrisome if if he's he's not been practicing and spring training because of his injuries and that that's the big thing that's brought him down. But I mean, if he can stay healthy, he's still going to be a potentially a, an a thousand yard guy as he was for what nine straight seasons before yeah. his, his, his down year last year, which was mostly a cause of injury. Um, he's never been that kind of touchdown threat that much. No, nope, he's not uh, one of the red zone guys. He'll get you receptions. He'll get you yards if he can stay healthy. Big if. Yeah, that's a big I, if, but it is a risk. But in fantasy, it's all about calculated risk. How many risks? I, do I, I do not think I'd want him to be my wide receiver one. No, I think he's he's not he's not a wide receiver one. I mean, he's a he's a wide receiver two with with quite a bit of downside, um, potentially. But he has also has quite a bit of upside. At fourteen, we have Amari Cooper. Um, you know, listen, with Dak back, Amari Cooper still is a very talented wide receiver. Um, he's got three talent, you know, there are two other talented receivers on that Cowboys offense. Um, and I think they're going to look to establish the running game probably a little bit more than they did last season because they didn't do it at all at last season. Um, and, and I just feel like Amari Cooper has struggled in fantasy in the past. Um, definitely a wide receiver too. But again, a wide receiver two who I feel like is a very consistent player. He's a wide receiver one on his team. He's going to get targets. Um, I just feel like he's very consistent, just not, you know, great fantasy player. Connor? Yeah. I mean, um, he his first year with the um, with the Cowboys was really good. He was really strong. He wasn't bad last year either. Um, a lot of injury concerns so far through training camp, uh, which is worrisome. Andy had injuries last year. Um, but if he's healthy, if Dak's back and back in the same form – um, they have a strong connection. They showed it even in their first season together that he could really have some high upside to be a, a wide receiver one as he was the last few years. And we'll we'll finish off with Tyler Lockett for the first half of the episode. Tyler Lockett, I mean, at 15, again, Tyler Lockett, very talented, makes some ridiculous catches. He is a red zone threat, I would say, more so than DK Metcalf. He's going to get targets, just not as many. He's not as explosive. Um, I think he's a wide receiver, too, on that team, but he's a very talented wide receiver, too. He'll get his targets. He'll get his touchdowns. I think his I think his production is probably going to stay level. So, very consistent receiver. Connor, any thoughts on Tyler Lockett before we uh, close out the first half? A bit of a down year, as pretty much everyone did in Seattle last year, but um, probably will get you. Uh, I mean, he had a lot of targets last year for his lower production. He's still in a thousand yard season. Um, if I mean, he had some issues with drops last year, some issues with injury as well. 
Um, but if he can, if he can stay healthy, if he can um, really go out there and do the same thing he's done, catch a few more balls, um, make a lot of use of those targets, he he has a ton, a ton of upside. I, I really love him um, this year. I think he's going to jump um, back to where he was two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a jump in touchdowns, uh, which he did the the last. The, this last season, he jumped in touchdowns. He kind of went down in terms of like yards per target, um, yards per reception. I think he's going to jump back up to where he was and potentially contain those those same same touchdown marks. And right. he, he has a lot of potential. But I mean, if he can't stay healthy, if Russ can't really get it figured out as he didn't in the end of last year, I mean, I'm worried about that whole Seattle. Um, the whole Seattle team. Trio there. Yeah. All right, we'll be back with the second half, the last, the 15 through 30 receivers, and then a couple bonus, uh, you know, just a couple extras that we'll get to. We'll be right back. And welcome back. We're going to start off with receiver number 16. Um, and listen, I mean, Cooper Cup, very talented wide receiver, um, and especially with Matt Stafford. I love Matt Stafford. I don't love him. I think he's just better than Jared Goff. I don't think I don't think there's any disagreement from anybody on that one. Um, and listen, if we're improving the quarterback position, the rest of the offense staying consistent, combined with the fact that the running game probably won't be as effective this season, expect Cooper Cup to have a much stronger season than he did last season. Connor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Cooper Cup has a huge touchdown ceiling. Um, he, he gets a lot of red zone targets if he if he can make the most of them with a better quarterback. He can be so good. Um, a lot of people have Robert Woods as kind of that that wide receiver one on that team, but I, I think Cooper Cup goes back to what he did. Um, At least fantasy wise, Cooper Cup is, is is the one. You know, he'll get you a good amount of receptions, um, a good amount of touchdowns. I think he's he's definitely going to be that yeah that wide receiver one in terms of fantasy on that Rams team. Um, a very he will be a very, very consistent, safe player with a pretty low, uh, high floor. Yeah, I think he has a high floor too. I think he's like, I mean, I think he's really kind of a twenty-point wide receiver per game. You know, eighteen to twenty. Is that correct? I mean, that's right. Yeah, like he is. Um, at seventeen, I'm really excited about number seventeen, Deontay Johnson. I mean, listen, <laughs> if he can catch the ball. He's going to get a lot of points this season, right? I mean, especially with Claypool just getting injured today. I mean, this could be a breakout season for Deontay Johnson. Connor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, he's he, he's going to see a lot of volume. Um, Big Ben loves him. Targeted him a ton last year. Yep. Like, I think he was top five in the league in terms of targets, which is crazy for how many drops he got. Um, if he can consistently catch the ball, and I don't think he'll be guarded – as much as I mean, once they said he was wide receiver one, he faced a lot steeper uh, coverage. But I think um, he's gonna definitely take a jump. Um, he's speedy in, in terms. Of, yeah, he's speedy, good route one. He he he's gonna be the wide receiver one on Pittsburgh. Big Ben loves to throw him the ball. If he can start catching balls, he's a top five wide receiver. It's just that's such a big worry. It is, and it really shouldn't be for a wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> but for him, it is. At 18, 
Wide receiver one on Tampa, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, listen, I've had him in fantasy. He's never been a big fantasy player. Sam Darnold at the quarterback position concerns me. Christian McCaffrey concerns me. I just think that DJ Moore, it's a it's he's just not a great wide receiver to rely on. He'll have a couple big games, but there just are so many concerns with the Panthers receive, especially DJ Moore this season. Connor? Yeah, but the, the thing with um I mean he didn't have any great quarterbacks last year throwing him the ball. Um he has probably a, a, a a better one than what Kyle Allen, um, I think, oh, towards the much. last year. <laughs> um, instead, he has he has Sam Darnold, who should be better. Um, should be is uh, the keyword. Your worry is Robbie Anderson taking targets because they have a connection. But I think um, DJ Moore is a, he's the wide receiver one, despite Robbie Anderson's kind of explosion last year. Um, he played. He played quite well last year for, for being talked about so low. I love him uh, having such a – he has a very low um, average draft position. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, when, a, he's a steal. I, if you get him in, like, what, yeah. the sixth round, do you think? Definitely. I yeah. mean, I, I'd take him in the in the, in the fifth, fifth yeah. tail end of the fourth even. Um, right. Uh, but, but realistically, if if – he has the potential to be a top 10. I think he is one of the guys who in the average draft position being um, he's a great value fifth. Right. He's a great. Value. He has the potential to be a top 10 receiver. Right. He's a, he's a boom guy. And if you pick him late, that means, you know, you're getting a couple other great players. And then what if he turns into another great, you know, turns into a top 10 receiver. I mean, you're sitting pretty at 20. We have the other, Rams wide receiver Robert Woods. I think Robert Woods is very talented. I, I really love the way he plays. I just think that Cooper Cup is is better for fantasy, but I think Robert Woods is a great option as well. And if he ends up getting more targets than Cooper Cup, he's an even better option. I mean, there's no other ways about it, Connor. Robert Woods. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he has been a consistent – 15 PPR points per game in each of the past three seasons, even the highest ceiling having Stafford there, potential for more yards. He's a very high-end wide receiver two on a team um, that has the potential to, to boom even higher. I mean, even low-end wide receiver one, a uh, very safe option. Um, and who knows the potential of those receivers there with uh, under new management. with Matthew Stafford and new management. Yeah. Well, by um, under new management, that I meant Matthew Stafford. You meant Matthew Stafford. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> at twenty-one, we see him in preseason, but yeah. At twenty-one, we have Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, very underrated. I think he's a very talented wide receiver. He's going to make some incredible catches. We both, we all know that him and Kirk do have a very strong connection. Um, and the best thing about Adam Thielen is his red zone targets. I think he had about. A lot of red zone targets. I think he had like 14 touchdowns last season or something insane. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a very talented wide receiver. He's a two. He's a wide receiver, too. But if Justin Jefferson is really getting locked up in coverage, look for Adam Thielen to be getting a lot of points, a lot of yards, and be doing damage all day long, Connor. Yeah. 
I mean, teams, even with just Jefferson's ex- explosion, teams goaded Alan Thielen as the wide receiver one right. throughout all of last season, really. If teams start goading um, Justin Jefferson as that wide receiver one and, and get Thielen in one-on-one coverage, I mean, he's going to be unstoppable with this connection. I mean, he mops kind of, up one-on-one. About, yeah, he mops up. Like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's bad. Um, and then a lot of eight zone targets. Tons. So... And, and you know he he's a he's a, he's a good PPR guy too. I think he, you know I think targets and, and receptions I think are kind of big for him. So Thielen can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Injury is a bit of a concern, but yeah, yeah. really realistically, you can't go wrong. At twenty two, we have Chris Godwin. Basically, I'm just gonna say it's pretty much the same story as Mike Evans, just with less targets, less receiving yards, less receptions, less touchdowns. That's pretty much it. I mean. I, I actually, uh, I like Godwin um, better than than Mike Evans this season if he can stay healthy. Right. It's a big if. Um, he hasn't. He's missed a few seasons last. He missed a few two games, years. Yeah. Missed a few games, but Brady loves his slot guy, and Chris Godwin's going to be your number one in the slot there for Brady. He's going to rack up probably more targets than he did last year, missing what four games, and he already and he racked up. I mean, he was injured for oh, some other yeah, games. I mean, you know, he played through injury, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he if he can be healthy, which has been a struggle for him, he can explode. I think just um, like he did he, in 2019 with Jameis, right? Yeah, and even then, he missed I think three games with injury. He still had uh, 1,400 yards or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and nearly yeah. 10 touchdowns. I mean, if if he can stay healthy, uh, once again, a big if. He can be the best wide receiver on that team, a top 10 fantasy wide receiver like he was in 2019 with Jameis. For sure. At 23, we have Brandon Ayuk. Listen, a very talented receiver. He's the wide receiver one on San Francisco. Um, I expect you know a bigger season from him this season. And if Trey Lance ends up being the talent that you know San Francisco thinks he is, Brandon, you could be a very strong pick, Connor. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I mean, he, he he's always a bit of the of the afterthought of the of those twenty twenty rookies with Justin Jefferson popping off and Ceedee Lamb being so good. Um, but I mean, he had an injury early in training camp last season that sat him out for a bit, and he also uh, had a very limited camp in preseason. I mean, all of them really did. Um, but and I don't then, think he played preseason. And then Jimmy G got um, injured. There was no preseason yeah, last season. I mean, but yeah, yeah. But Jimmy and, G gets injured, and then you know what? Mullins and Bethard are throwing you the football. I mean, that's not exactly a a winning formula, right? There. Yeah, but but it, it, he he has been a quarterback play, um, and he was the the in terms of points per game, not total points. He was the wide receiver eighteen at fifteen um, with all those injuries with. Uh, missing what was it four games, uh, and, and he really has a, a a high ceiling of we don't really know what he could do. We have no uh, idea. Had, we have no idea. But he had a really good production as a rookie at, at over fifteen points per game. Uh, that that could definitely jump even higher, and that's why you love the outlook for him. But it's such such a wild card. Yeah. At twenty four, we have Cortland Sutton. Obviously, he was injured for basically the entirety of last season. Um, he had a very strong 2019 season. 
And listen, if the quarterback play in Denver is good, Cortland Sutton is one of those guys who can shoot up the ladder. Um, very talented wide receiver, really can do it all. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Cortland Sutton personally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we really needed um, we really needed the the uh, one of those Denver wide receivers, um, and we were picking, we we're thinking of one that we thought would would take a jump, um, and we ended up choosing Cortland Sutton. I think he will be the wide receiver one. Uh, Judy obviously uh, is a great route runner, but had some concerns last year. Cortland Sutton was injured last year, and that's what allowed. Um, Judy to take kind of a step uh, but if Cortland Sutton can get back to his prior form Drew Locke I'm really hoping and expecting um, to take a step this is probably his last chance to I mean I thought he'd take a step every year so far and he really hasn't and we've been but wrong he has, <laughs> he has the potential you see it in his game he has we the have, potential and that's step. exactly what we said last season I don't know if I'm ready to hop on that Drew Locke train again but we'll see um, we would like to jump potential for him to jump. Yeah. You, you, you gotta have Quillen's up there. Uh, we, we missed number 19. Uh, we missed CD <laughs> lamb. We just skipped over him. I think my brain went, you know, just, I don't even know, but we missed CD lamb. Uh, he's at 19. Listen, very talented wide receiver. I mean, just pure talent, right? Connor. And, and, and he's going to get targets. You yeah. can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Uh, the, the the thing with CeeDee Lamb is he took ninety something percent of his of his routes in the slot in the rookie season and, and in preseason in training camp he's been taking slots on the outside um, especially with Amari Cooper being injured if Amari Cooper's injury keeps up um, Lamb can explode uh, he will get very uh, on the outside with a bigger um, kind of assignment that he will be giving in year two he he will get Better targets, probably some over-the-top vertical targets, which he, he's probably better at. Um, I would agree. Will also be a threat in the slot. I mean, he could have a really good sophomore season. For sure. Uh, at 25, Kenny Galladay. Um, he's on the Giants now, right? Is that correct? Yes, he is on the Giants. He's going to be the wide receiver one. And that's the uh, concern, right? He's on the Giants. Can Danny Dimes? Yeah. You know, like – their offense last season was anemic, right? It just wasn't very good. So, yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones is, is not a, a starting level quarterback, in my opinion. I, I would have to agree. But at this moment, will Kenny Galladay perform extremely well with Daniel Jones? Because the biggest thing that all the Giants fans have said was if you give him a number one wide receiver, he'll be great. This is the opportunity, this is the shot. And if they're right, Kenny Galladay could be a great pick. If they're yeah, wrong, I, it's a dud. Kenny Galladay has had struggles in, in training camp, and that's a big worry. He had a hamstring injury that took him out, um, and then apparently, uh, like Stone Shepard's looking pretty good. There's a lot of targets there, um, uh, especially with them drafting Kadarius Tony in the first round. Um, but if Look for one of those. Uh, if Galladay does remain injured, it's definitely a big concern. He hasn't looked great with Daniel Jones running those reps so far, but there is high upside for him. He's obviously a, a really good uh, receiver mm -hmm. that 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 it could just work out. I I I'd say even um, 
a wide receiver three is is what I put him at on my team. Uh, but yeah. but but with a depending on your league, yeah, flex. But with the chance to to kind of um, jump that uh, if he can get back to the how he has in past seasons with the Lions and with and Stafford, I mean, he's been a really good receiver. Um, wide receiver one upside uh, in the past few seasons. At 26, we have Robbie Anderson, over-the-top threat, connection with Sam Darnold, very talented. He's had some very strong seasons in Carolina. Um, yeah. I just think he's a very good wide receiver, very strong flex option. I think the tar- I mean, I think the biggest knock on him is he's just probably not going to get as many receptions as one would like. But yeah, he- I- I still think he's very talented. He had a ton of targets last season, targeted as the wide receiver one, really. Um, mm-hmm. Had in a thousand yard season. Did, had, a, had an incredible season. I expect a drop back because, I mean, you're looking at his stats with the Jets. He never had uh, over 100 targets with Darnold as the quarterback. Um, and he took such a big jump. But I think it, it, in the view of this team and um, the the newer coaching staff and probably even Sam Darnold, DJ Moore is the number one receiver this year. It doesn't matter what happened last year with Anderson, and he'll take a step back from what he did last year, probably more similar numbers to his New York days. At 27, we have Jamar Chase. A very talented in the first – I think the first rookie that we have. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, very talented wide receiver. Uh, and if Joe Burrow can get it going this season, Jamar Chase could be a very strong pick in the later rounds. Yeah, we probably have Chase lower um, than his expected draft position. While he can be a, a – really good receiver and he has a lot of potential scoring potential um and is a boom candidate i mean it's way too hard to predict what his role would be um and in cincinnati they have good targets there will he will he come out as the clear 10 target a game type receiver or will he um kind of be covered as a wide receiver one joe burrow would not have the time to get it out to him um, in space and and he'll kind of not be as good scoring wise in fantasy as we expect him to be. At twenty eight, we have Odell Beckham Jr., a very talented receiver. I think he has a lot of you know. I think he's very talented. I just think production on the Browns is a concern, and so is injury. That's it. I mean, those. Yeah, are I mean he he had a really good season last year until he got injured i mean he was doing well for points per game he had a couple boom weeks i mean he is a very very good value pick um if he falls to you in like i mean where do you really expect him to fall uh it kind of depends on who, who else is in your league probably the the the, the eighth ninth round really right. and, and that's that's good value for a guy who was who went healthy is a solid wide receiver too, um, especially in, in his points per game last year when he played. But injury is such a big concern as it's plagued him every single year for the past what four mm-hmm. years um, that it, it's such a risk to take him. Yep. Uh, 
at 29, and you know, this obviously we made this yesterday or the day before. Obviously, that's changed. Um, we have 29 at Chase Claypool. Um, so at this point, I think we just moved Juju Smith Schuster there, right? I mean, yeah, um, I, I guess probably us, it was a minor yeah. injury, and I think yeah. if he can, if he can if start he can week one, back, fine. if he can start week one, I, I'd say keep him here. But um, you're going for one of those two. We had to choose one of that, the second um, receiver for Pittsburgh. For Pittsburgh, I think, um, with Deontay Johnson getting a majority of the target share, um, and then uh, Chase Claypool getting a lot of the the deep targets. I think um, that kind of cuts out Juju more. Mm-hmm. I, I think he'll take a bigger step back next year. And that's why I put. Chase at 20. And that's where you put Chase here. And and Chase, obviously, had a really good season. Super fast, super big outside. Um, we'll get a lot of deep threat opportunities and a lot of boom opportunities week, week in and week out. At 30, we have Brandon Cooks. Listen, a very talented wide receiver. How talented will this, will this quarterback be this season? That's the question. Because if Deshaun Watson plays, you could be seeing yeah, Brandon I mean, Cooks in the 10th round. You can be like... I stole one. Like, you stole one right there, you know? I mean, even with, I think, even with the team with that Watson descended, Brandon Cooks is the only receiving threat on that team. He's super slept on. Obviously, um, he's been traded all around. He's been hurt uh, a decent amount, but he is a target and reception monster. Mm. Um, He had 80... He was on the field 88% of their snaps last year and had only 25% target share. I mean, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, mm. amounts, of, amounts of targets he gets, and, and he got a good amount of touchdowns. Will Fuller is gone as well, so even Tally is his target share up more. I mean, I mean, the, who, are the other, who are the other skill position players even on that team? Like, I don't even know any of them. I mean, you have... Um, Philip Lindsay there now, um, but he doesn't really catch. I guess David Johnson would you be out of the uh, out of the backfield catching? Mark Ingram, Mark Spokehead are also there. Really? They got Chris Conley um, from the yeah. Chris Conley from the Jaguars. They have Kiki Kote still Kute uh, Kote I think QT. Yeah, he's still there. They have uh, Ryan Izzo and Jordan Atkins. Okay, so basically no one is what you're telling me. Because if you're Anthony Miller, if he's healthy from the Bears, though. Mm, Okay. All right. So no one. Solid pick. Yeah, he he's the only guy there. Uh, (laughs) He's the only guy that's gonna get receptions there, and it's. He's going to get a lot of targets, a lot of receptions. He's going to be stellar in PPR format, uh, especially for his average draft position. All right, so six guys we want to mention who, you know, we didn't put in the list, but we felt that we should. Will Fuller, obviously he's suspended, but he had a very strong season, and, you know, he's a very good pick. I think after he comes back from suspension, I think he'll be very, very strong. Yeah, I mean, if you have three, four solid wide receivers that that are, are not guys that um, can get shut out week to week, he's definitely a guy that you could sit on the end of your bench, sit him in, uh, depending on if you. This, I think the suspension count for IR spot. I think it depends on the depends website on and the league. league. Yeah. Um, but potential to sit on your IR spot. I mean, he's a he's a really good receiver, really fast. 
receiver, good hands. He can get downhill fast. If Tua can take that jump um, when Fuller comes back, he can he can be really good on that team. Devonta Smith. I mean, listen, won the Heisman. You got to put respect on that name. Very talented wide receiver, and he could have a huge breakout season. Connor, then people yeah, he, he has had a bit of injury in, in preseason, but I believe he played uh, the past few days. He he has done full practice, which is very good. Um, but just injury concerns here, and that Eagles team is god awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. And who knows how that how Justin Fields can be passing the ball. And Justin Hurts. You're Jalen Hurts, yeah. Jalen Hurts, sorry. No worries. We, hey, we've been doing this for like 50, 53 minutes. we got to speed through these last four. Um, Michael Thomas, trade rumors, injury concerns, but you cannot yeah. deny that he's an incredible receiver fantasy-wise. He's going to get those catches. He's going to oh, get yeah. those targets. I mean, I mean, he was a guy who was drafted top five last year in, in, in a lot of leagues. Uh, he just has that that he has that high of upside, that many, the most targets, right? Yeah, two years ever. ago, yeah, in, in, in league history. If and Jameis Winston, despite not being the best quarterback, his receivers get a lot of yards, get a lot of targets, mm-hmm. um, and, and get a, a solid amount of touchdowns as well. I mean, and you assume that he's really the only only guy with Sanders gone and a step back on that offense that is going to get looks if he's healthy, if he's playing. And he has potentially got traded to a pretty good team too and still right. be that, that wide receiver one. Uh, uh, we also have DJ Shark or DJ Chark. I don't know which one it is. Um, I think it's Chark. Listen, Trevor Lawrence, we'll see how he plays. The Jaguars aren't a great team. DJ Chark is a very good player, though, and I think he'll have a great yeah. fantasy season. The question is, is he worth picking up in fantasy? Yeah. Um, I think the answer is yes. I mean, listen, at the end of your bench, one of those guys, he could be big. He had a he had, he had a broken finger earlier in, in preseason, but he's supposed to be back um, by, by week one, and then uh, – they also have LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones on that on that team. So right. not like last year, he's going to be just completely smothered with defenders. They actually have some confidence there. And he, he did get a lot of targets last year. Yep. But it will be interesting to see how that how that new coaching staff, new QB, uh, probably new QB, as mm-hmm. Urban Meyer said, still a race out there, um, a QB mm-hmm. race out there. Uh, but... He definitely has potential to get back to what he was two years ago as a, a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah. Surprising top 10 wide receiver. Uh, then we have, uh, and, and I didn't actually include this person, but we have T.Y. Hilton and then Michael Pittman Jr. We forgot Connor somehow. Um, <laughs> both of these Colts wide receivers, I think Michael Pittman Jr., such a strong upside if the quarterback position can be played well. And the same with T.Y. Hilton. I think both these guys are very talented. And they could be very good picks. They also could be very bad picks. It, it really depends. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, T.Y. Hilton has looked good in preseason, especially with Jacob Eason, um, who I assume is going to be the start of week one. They said Carson Wentz uh, might be on track to start week be, one, so we'll see. Maybe, but I, I think T.Y. Hilton is going to be – I mean, Michael Pittman could be, but I think T.Y. Hilton will be that wide receiver one mm-hmm. on that team um, in terms of target share and, and – 
uh, way he's lining up and, and just overall looks towards him. But uh, obviously Pittman as well could take a big jump um, as as a lot of sophomores do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it, it's so hard to, to the uncertainty of that team. Terry Hilton's really down you last year. Obviously a Philip Rivers passing him the ball. It's kind of a he hasn't been good since Luck. Andrew Luck has been out of there, which it's has been a while now. Yeah. But I mean, when Andrew Luck was there, he was really good. Can Carson Wentz fill their shoes and bring him back to that that wide receiver one potential? Maybe. See. It's too big of a toss up to have him in here. He's just a an asterisk, yeah. as we put him. Uh, and then finally, Corey Davis. I mean, listen. He had a very strong season last year. The Jets' offense, I think, is better than people think. I think Zach Wilson gets too much hate by some people. I don't know why. I think I think he's good, and I think Corey Davis could be a very strong flex option. Yeah, this he definitely season. has potential at a flex option. He's the, the only um, – I mean, they have uh, a few options around him, but he is the clear um, number one there on the Jets. Um, I think – they will be passing it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you want to be running too much to Tevin Coleman as he gets injured every other game. And most of the track of Michael Carter. But Crowder's going to be there. Um, Keeling Cole, Elijah Denzel Moore. Mims. Denzel Mims. So they, they have weapons. Chris Hurden's still there. They have weapons, but I think Corey Davis had a really good season mm-hmm. last year with Tannehill. He got himself a, a bag. He's <laughs> out there. He has a good rookie quarterback, a guy who will be – High, um, a lot of throws, a lot of deep balls to him. I think he has potential to to retain what he did last season um, on this Jets team. Even if the team sucks, he will still be be out there uh, with potential to be a very good flex option. All right, that's all we have. Your top thirty wide receivers, and then some change. Thank you to Connor for sitting with us. This honestly might break the record for. Our personal record for the longest podcast episode that we've done here on the Master Plan at nearly an hour at this point. Thank you, everyone, for <laughs> for listening to this one. Um, and top Connors and I will have the tight end episode up soon, and then defense and special teams, and then you know what? You should be all good because <laughs> I know there ain't, there's nothing more I can do for you. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a great day. rather have taking it iggy or curry of everyone on golden state open shot fate of the universe on the line or the martians have the death beam pointed at earth you better hit it i want iguodala